0: Part 4, Propositions 6 to 10 of The Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by OK. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza. Translated by R. H. M. Elways. Part 4, Propositions 6 to 10. Proposition 6. The force of any passion or emotion can overcome the rest of a man's activities or power, so that the emotion becomes obstinately fixed to him. Proof. The force and increase of any passion and its persistence in existing are defined by the power of an external cause compared with our own by the foregoing proposition. Therefore, Part four, proposition three: It can overcome a man's power, so that the emotion becomes obstinately fixed to him. Quod erat demonstrandum. Proposition seven: An emotion can only be controlled or destroyed by another emotion contrary thereto, and with more power for controlling emotion. Proof: Emotion, in so far as it is referred to the mind, is an idea whereby the mind affirms of its body a greater or lesser force of existence than before. See the general definition of the emotions at the end of Part 3. When, therefore, the mind is assailed by any emotion, the body is at the same time affected with a modification, whereby its power of activity is increased or diminished. Now this modification of the body, Part 4, Proposition 5, receives from its cause the force for persistence in its being, which force can only be checked or destroyed by a bodily cause. Part 2. Proposition 6. In virtue of the body being affected with a modification contrary to, by Part 3. Proposition 5, and stronger than itself. Part 4. Axiom. Wherefore, Part two, proposition twelve, the mind is affected by the idea of a modification contrary to and stronger than the former modification. In other words, by the general definition of the emotions, the mind will be affected by an emotion contrary to and stronger than the former emotion, which will exclude or destroy the existence of the former emotion. Thus, an emotion cannot be destroyed. Nor controlled, except by a contrary and stronger emotion. Quod erat demonstrandum. Corollary. An emotion, in so far as it is referred to the mind, can only be controlled or destroyed through an idea of a modification of the body contrary to and stronger than that which we are undergoing. For the emotion which we undergo can only be checked or destroyed by an emotion contrary to and stronger than itself. In other words, by the general definition of the emotions, only by an idea of a modification of the body, contrary to and stronger than the modification which we undergo. Proposition 8. The knowledge of good and evil is nothing else but the emotions of pleasure or pain, insofar as we are conscious thereof. Proof: We call a thing good or evil, when it is of service or the reverse in preserving our being. Part four, definitions one and two. That is, part three, proposition seven, when it increases or diminishes, helps or hinders our power of activity. Thus, in so far as we perceive that a thing affects us with pleasure or pain, we call it good or evil. Wherefore, the knowledge of good and evil is nothing else but the idea of the pleasure or pain which necessarily follows from that pleasurable or painful emotion. Part 2, Proposition 22. But this idea is united to the emotion in the same way as mind is united to body. Part 2, Proposition 21. That is, there is no real distinction between this idea and the emotion or idea of the modification of the body, save in conception only. Therefore the knowledge of good and evil is nothing else but the emotion, in so far as we are conscious thereof. Quod erat demonstrandum. Proposition nine. An emotion whereof we conceive the cause to be with us at the present time is stronger than if we did not conceive the cause to be with us. Proof. Imagination or conception is the idea by which the mind regards a thing as present part 2 proposition 17 note but which indicates the disposition of the mind rather than the nature of the external thing part 2 proposition 16 corollary 2 an emotion is therefore a conception in so far as it indicates the disposition of the body but a conception By part two, Proposition 17, is stronger so long as we conceive nothing which excludes the present existence of the external object. Wherefore an emotion is also stronger, or more intense, when we conceive the cause to be with us at the present time than when we do not conceive the cause to be with us. Quod erat demonstrandum. Note, when I said above, in part three, proposition eighteen, that we are affected by the image of what is past or future with the same emotion as if the thing conceived were present, I expressly stated that this is only true in so far as we look solely to the image of the thing in question itself, for the thing's nature is unchanged whether we have conceived it or not. I did not deny that the image becomes weaker when we regard as present to us other things which exclude the present existence of the future object. I did not expressly call attention to the fact because I purposed to treat of the strength of the emotions in this part of my work. Corollary. The image of something past or future, that is, of a thing which we regard as in relation to time past or time future, to the exclusion of time present, is, when other conditions are equal, weaker than the image of something present. Consequently, an emotion felt towards what is past or future, is less intense, other conditions being equal, than an emotion felt towards something present. Proposition 10. Towards something future, which we conceive as close at hand, we are affected more intensely than if we conceive that its time for existence is separated from the present by a longer interval. So too, by the remembrance of what we conceive to have not long passed away, we are affected more intensely than if we conceive that it is long passed away. PROOF far as we conceive a thing as close at hand, or not long passed away, we conceive that which excludes the presence of the object less than if its presence of future existence were more distant from the present, or if it had long passed away. This is obvious. Therefore, by the foregoing proposition, we are, so far, more intensely affected towards it. Quadrat erat demonstrandum. Corollary. From the remarks made in definition 6 of this part, it follows that if objects are separated from the present by a longer period than we can define in conception, though their dates of occurrence be widely separated one from the other, they all affect us equally faintly. End of part four. Propositions six to ten. Recording by OK.